Jesus will answer and prayer. We are live. We are live. Yeah. We are live from the Cabana Cathedrals, the Wolves of Broad Street. Damn, Nick Maytown went yard. Welcome back, kid. Yeah, dude. I always liked that guy, man. Oh, I yeah. Do show. Don't do the show before the show, you know? That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I could go ahead retweet, and like, copy that. All right, I'm good to go. Yeah. It is you. Get ready for some Philly sports talk. Sixers, Phillies, Flyers, and the Birds. Get him the ball. He's going to make plays. Just shut up and enjoy the greatness. There's a lot of back here. And it makes you less happy, which is exactly what I want. Let's do it. Three, two. Philly! Hello, everybody. Hello, Philadelphia. Welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway, and joining me here is my illustrious co-host and wartime consigliere, Sam Glavin. And, of course, we have our incomparable producer behind the glass, Seamus G. My, oh, my, it's been an eventful week since we last spoke. Obviously, uh, you were on the road last week. You continue to be on the road now, and you will be. Uh, for the foreseeable future. So, Sam, how the hell are you? Where are you in uh, in the contiguous 48 at this point in time? What's the weather like? What's the vibe? Let us know. Yeah, so we are now in Miami, Florida. We just got back from the Everglades, which was an experience that we can talk about a little later. Um, and we'll get into it. Where, where were we last time we, we chatted? Um, I forget already. I think we were maybe in D.C. Oh, in no, like, we, we were not. We in were in Greenville, Greenville, South Carolina. That's right. That's the, that's the Carolina. Yes. That was the one. We were in Greenville, South Carolina, but now we are all the way down in Miami. And then after this, we are going to be making our way to Nashville and then to Kansas City, which is pretty cool. So, oh, yeah, yeah we're, uh, we're getting it done. We're going to go to the Marlins game and check out that ballpark on Friday against the Giants. Interestingly enough, that's who the Phillies are playing now. Uh, but, yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome road trip so far. We can, we, we can get into some Philly sports now, though, and we can yeah, I'll sprinkle, yeah, yeah. I'll sprinkle it in here and there, you know, just a little sprinkle. Sprinkle it in. Sprinkle, yeah. sprinkle. So, yeah, I mean, in the world of Philly sports, I mean, obviously, there's only one game in town right now. Even the Union are actually on international break. So quite literally, all we have in the city of Philadelphia right now is the Phillies. And um, needless to say, it has not been great. Uh, no. Just getting kicked in the balls pretty much with every loss. And it's incredible. Sam, last night, obviously, another classic blown uh, game late uh, in extras. But... What's great is that game took a crisp four hours and 56 minutes. So yeah. at least when we lose, we do it quickly. Right. Not. Yeah. I mean, uh. that's the way you got to do it. That's the way you got to do it. You just prolong <laughs> the suffering is how you make it better. Is you prolong Every Phillies it. game is death by a thousand paper cuts. It's truly yes. something special to behold. Mm-hmm. I actually have a paper cut right now. Well, it's more of like a beer can cut, but it's right there. I know. It's- I know exactly what. 
that is. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> it's from those damn at Tampa Bay at Tropicana Park. They had these stupid twist-off Bud Light, um, like metal cans. Not not even the glass ones. It was like the 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 plastic oh, yeah, yeah, metal yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, like the silver bullet bottles for yes. Coors Bank. For, exactly. For Coors Lights, but for oh yeah. And I cut the shit out of my finger on it, and it was like my first one too so like i wasn't even i wasn't even buzzed which was which is brutal anyways that sucks because then it, you felt it immediately yeah exactly which sucked but mm. that's basically what the phillies are doing to me right now um but over and over hundred times just a hundred times worse <laughs> i was talking so i was talking to a uh, a bunch of people from uh from college you know that i played college baseball with and whatnot who are all from the uh philadelphia area we're all in one group chat and um we've boiled it down to yes girardi but we've boiled it down to more of an organizational problem. And we've talked about this before, but I'm thinking it's even more true now. And you know what made me realize it is the fact that Gabe Kapler is back in town. And the fact that that guy, who is an average manager at best, right? Like he's an average manager. He's a manager. Um, the fact that that guy snaked an MLB manager of the year award last year is all because of him joining the phenomenal organization of the San Francisco giants. I mean, look, you look at the San Francisco giants track record, right? They, at one point they were winning a world series every other year for what? Six years. Was it even years or odd years? I think it was odd years. I think it was (laughs) odd years where they were, where they were just on top of the fucking world. And now, I mean, and they've always they've always been a sound organization, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you got guys like Barry Bonds rolling through there. You know, Hunter Pence was a was a San Francisco Giant for the majority of his career, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you've got a go- bunch of young guys like Yastrzemski, the grandson of the of the late great. And um, you know, it's just a just a sound organization, and they have a sound farm system, and they developed their guys when they were shit. They developed their young guys while they were shit. And so you know what the Phillies need to do is they need to start giving more time to guys like Nick Maton, who I think will actually start getting more time now that Gene Segura mm. is out for the next 10 to 12 weeks, which is a damn shame because he was probably one of the most consistent hitters we had on that team basically mm. for the last three years now. Ever since he's come here, he's been uh, a bright spot in the Phillies lineup. He's been healthy. like 285 and above, which is it, great. Exactly. Awesome. Some some nice walk-offs as well. You know, mm-hmm. hey, his Phillies career, while not that long, has been has been great. But also yes. at the same time, we got now we got Nick Maton up in the mix. But we got to get these old relievers out. We got to get them out. I'm done. Yeah. I've had enough. Yeah. Get the get, get the, just throw the kids out there. Let's just let's just tank it out. Let's just get weird. You know, at this I mean, point, I'm thinking. Well, it's not for me. It's not even about tanking. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to tank because right it's now. baseball. You know, I mean, Mickey Moniak was the number one overall pick what six years ago. I mean, <laughs> no hate to him. Obviously, you know that's my boy. Yeah, but, that was you know, brutal. Just, it doesn't pan out like that. You don't tank in baseball. It's just not a thing. But I just think our young guys, the guys in our farm system, are just flat out better. Than what we have, like, what's what do you lose by throwing them out there other than they might get hurt? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you lose? I mean, you're gonna lose the game with the, with the veterans that you're throwing out there now. So get the young guys in there who have obviously more talent and are obviously like doing wonders in double and triple A. Why not just throw them out there and see what they can do? I mean, it, it can't, it can't hurt 
It literally can't hurt. So I don't. I just don't understand what this organization is doing with the with everything. I mean, you have. It's time for a change. Like nothing has changed. Like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And that's what this organization is doing with this roster. They have the fifth highest payroll or top five, maybe the fourth highest it's payroll. It's fourth now. It was fifth yeah, last year or something like that. Yes. So it's fourth they now. They have the fourth highest payroll in all of baseball, and they are eight games under 500. How ridiculous is that? They're 11 and a half games back or 12 and a half games back from first place in the NL East. That's hard to come back from, especially with a team as good as the Mets. Yeah. So right now you're not even looking for the division. You're looking for hopefully a wild card spot if mm -hmm. you can get hot at the right time, which – if it's the right time to get hot is very, very soon because they these Phillies need a fresh start, and it starts with firing Joe Girardi and bringing up the young talent. And that's mm -hmm. it. That's all it yeah. is. That's, that's, that's such a big thing because one of the things that is, has bothered me the most is people saying, oh, firing Girardi won't actually fix the problem. I'm like, well, yeah, but you got to start somewhere. You know, I'm tired of this, oh, one move won't fix the whole organization, so we shouldn't make that move. Shut up. You are so wrong. Like, Get Girardi yeah. out of there. Like you said, get the young guys out there. I mean, we got um, you got Nick Maton up now. We got that uh, lefty. Is it, is it a Christian something? They called San him up today. Santos, I think. Or something Santos like that. or I Santiago. I, I know there's a Sant at the beginning. But the point yes. is, he's a young guy. I don't even know who Good he is. But get him up there. He's better than guys that, whose names I know now. Because the yeah, only reason I, don't I know, know why... our names is because they suck. I don't know why Bailey Falter is still down at the pigs right now. He's supposed to be one of our top pitchers. I mean, he got shelled. I mean, obviously, did, one outing like, doesn't define your career, but yeah. I mean, get Painter up here, man. Like he has been. He literally has like a one ERA in Double A right now, and like yeah. if that doesn't tell you that this kid needs some major league innings, especially in a time where you know the season is in the balance, like it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean, um, we're looking at a time so, right now where the – I almost said the Eagles, Jesus Christ. The, the Phillies, they need to be like 18 games over 500 to close out the year to have a shot at the wild card. We have mm -hmm. six guys making $15 million or more, and meanwhile, mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Pirates have two guys making $5 million or more, are actively trying to suck and still have a better record than we do. The Pirates have a better record than we do right now? They're going for the sweep against the Dodgers. They have a better record um, than we do right now. All right. Well, I'm going to go back to the Everglades. And, yep. Um, yep, that's it. Uh, so the guy, we were, the, yeah, the guy we were talking about was Christopher Sanchez. Yes. Shamus G pulled that up for us, which is, which is good. Thank you, sir. Hopefully he gets a little bit of action tonight. I haven't checked the score recently, but I did see that Kyle Schwarber hit a bomb to uh, give us the lead back um, going 6-5. to five. So that's pretty cool. But, and it, like, Schwarber's another – I mean, Schwarber has been – Schwarber has been okay. I mean, his batting average isn't saying much, which is, which is brutal. But he's been hitting home runs, and he's been he's been getting on base. Like he hasn't really had the opportunity to, to you know, in increase his batting average. Maybe he's had a few, but I think he's fine. But he's also only on a one year deal. So like how, and you don't want to bring him. This was supposed to be the year, Ryan, and like Schwarber was like that final like touch just to mm -hmm. push this team to the playoffs and they didn't get it done. And they're not, it I think that's like funny how that was, how he was supposed to be the final touch. When you take a look at our, our bullpen, it's just like still ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's well, just, it's, you know, it's, 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 we were sold a rotten bag of goods, Sam. Yes. 
Yes, we were. Brad Hand has been on a slide for sure. I thought we were going to get good things out of him, especially this the beginning of the season that he had. But he's same old Brad Hand, you know, that had that one good year and has just been downhill ever since. So, mm-hmm. meanwhile, Hector Neris is in Houston. Doing, oh yeah, doing great things. He's in he's in he's in prime Hector Neris form. You know, that's with a that's, Gibson like ERA. Mm-hmm. That's how disgusting. The Obviously, he's a reliever, but still, it's just, it's just gross. I just can't. I just can't deal with it. I just, I, I, I can't. I know. And Castellanos has been struggling a bunch. I mean, he had a he had a nice um, go ahead dinger the other night, but he was hitting what? In he was hitting like three ten at the beginning of the season, like the first mm-hmm. month or so, or the first two months, and now he's all the way down to the two sixties. So he's been struggling. And Schwarber, you know, I'm not worried about Schwarber. He's always been a second-half kind of guy. Um, but it's brutal. And now Bryce Harper just got scratched from the lineup today because his arm is sore. And now he's going he's gonna, to he's, – he has a uh, scheduled day off tomorrow. I was listening to T-Mac and Ben Davis. Uh, he's got a scheduled off day tomorrow. So he'll get two days off in a row, which I guess is good. But his UCL is fucked, man. It's, yeah. It's, he's it's gonna not great. John. He's going to need that Tommy John. I think, but you know, yeah, man. Season like I don't want to be the guy that says the season's over in June, but we did say we hit the panic button on June 9th, and we're eight days away, and it's not looking pretty. Not looking great. Not, not looking, looking great, great at all. all. I mean, but here's here, you know, Ryan. Here's my here's my here's my plan. As a diseased Phillies fan, as we as we like to say, you bring up some of the young guys, right? Maybe they show you a little something. You eke out a couple of games, right? Maybe maybe you eke this game out and stop the streak. And then you take the series against the Giants, right? Then, actually, you know what? Scratch that. We're going to lose this series against the Giants. That leads to the firing of Girardi. That leads to all of the minor league prospects coming up, hopefully making some kind of fresh impact. And then... You go on, oh, you win a series two to one. Oh, you win another series two to one. Oh, you just swept the Mets. And then you just get you then you just keep going. And you just win, you just take it one game at a time or one series at a time. And then you start taking it month by month. All right, what do we got to do this month? What do we got to do this month? And all of a sudden, you're back in the race. Maybe not in the race for the NL or for the NL East. But you're in the race for a wild card spot because I, as I look at it, there's a bunch of teams. Like, let's see how the NL. Let's see National League standings. Because if I remember correctly, there are a bunch of teams. Like the Twins are five games ahead of everybody else in their division, at least. And the oh nope, that's that's the American League. My bad. Whoops. So. Okay, so the Central is two. The Brewers are two and a half games up on the Cardinals, and the Padres are three and a half games back from the Dodgers. So, and I don't see the Dodgers giving that lead back up. So, the Padres will probably be in the hunt for a wild card spot along with the Cardinals. So, we just have to eke our way back into that kind of category. And you never know, Ryan. And you never. I never, would never. say no. Yeah, Sam. Here's the right. thing. I. I but. wanted to let you go there. I didn't want to interrupt you because I mean, this it's I, I, I want everything you're saying to be true. Yeah. But it sounds like last week when I went game by game from the Packers game on and convinced myself that we go 17 and 0. 
Like, I think you're right, except yours was a little more eloquent than mine. But you're, you're, I, you're not so much right. eloquent as it was just me <laughs> screaming. But <laughs> and I, I, I had the benefit of only having to read eight games instead of having to forecast the next 120. <laughs> the fuck there is left. Um, yeah, I was given a little more concrete uh, a, a parameter to work with. But yeah, dude, that's that's exactly what we're gonna need to have happen though for the Phillies to get anywhere near anything. And uh, look at this. To be look honest, we're gonna we could keep going. I gotta pull something up here. No, yeah, just to be honest, man, like it's not it's not that I've lost hope, but I've lost all optimism for the season. Even if we get rid of Girardi, even if we bring up all the young guys, I mean from from then on, it just kind of mm-hmm. becomes a how are we still in this situation? Even though they do all the things we asked, even if it works, like the fact that this is what we needed to do, like the fact that the organization put itself in this position to begin with and has put itself in this position to miss the playoffs time and time again for the past decade, like it, it's clearly a deeper organizational thing than Joe Girardi. It's deeper than Dave Dombrowski. It's bigger than Bryce Harper. It's bigger than everything. I mean, the Phillies are fucking losers, have been for 100-plus years, and we're, we, we are just continuing to do that um, under Middleton and, and the rest of the ownership group, and it's disappointing. It's disappointing yeah, the fact that we I have a, a, a manager that sits there like a skeleton with no fucking emotion whatsoever that looks like he doesn't even want to be there. I can't even blame him to an extent. I mean, I absolutely do. And I despise Joe Girardi to a degree, and I would like him to be fired. But at the same time, just cut him loose. He doesn't want to be here. And why would he? What is this? Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's done everything you can do as a manager already. You, you really think he's lo- – I'm not defending him, but do you really think he's, he's loving his life right now? With, you know, with the, I, I kill him every time he makes a call to the bullpen, but who's he going to bring in? I go, oh, you brought in this guy? You brought in Norwood? You're an idiot. Who's he going to bring in? Corey Kniebel, who he gives up. Kniebel, I guess. Well, I want to try late, late game bombs? Oh, great. Cool. So we get I every guy. Every guy in our bullpen gives up late run bombs. So fire Joe Girardi, yes. But we're going to need to look in the fucking mirror. And by we, I mean the organization. <laughs> we're going to really need to look in the mirror and, and, and break the fuck down what we need to do. Yeah. Because it's getting ridiculous. The Phillies need to get their shit together. Get it yep. all in a backpack so it's together. So here's one it. thing that I that I do want to say is one thing I do want to try Sir Anthony Dominguez as the closer. Do yeah. it. Um, I want to could have said it. any name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try Sir Anthony Dominguez. I mean, Knable's been fine. I mean, he's only blown once. Like, I don't know why people are freaking out about the whole Corey Knable thing because he, he's just a one name in the list of of all of them. It's just another blown game. He yeah, but it's, just, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's no, just it's us. Not. It's not. You're right. Um, but, like, here's the thing. Nine times out of ten, he's going to save that game. But some some prospect comes up from the Mets, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't even remember. It's like Stumps or some bullshit like that. Um, and it's earned. I mean, I love Stumps. Don't don't get me wrong. It's uh, Oh, it's Plumber. I was close. <laughs> Plumps. Um, Plumber. It's uh, this guy, Plumber. They call him up his first game ever. His adrenaline is pumping, and he puts one out of the freaking ballpark in his first at-bat ever as a Major League Baseball player. So that's a freak accident, let me tell you. So I don't know why people are freaking out about Knable, but Knable right now is the closer, and he's only blown one save. In it. But, you know, recency bias. So team's doing bad. Oh, let's blame the closer. Mm-hmm. That only blew one save all year long. 
Um, anyways, what I was saying earlier, it looks like we're going to go after the, uh, after the giant series, the angels are coming to town. Um, so we're going to lose that series. Uh, but then, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then Ryan, the brewers come to town and we're going to lose that series too. Oh, so good. the season officially starts Friday, June 10th against the Diamondbacks, and then they go and play. The day after we start to panic. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Great. Season starts June 10th against the Diamondbacks, and then the Marlins come to town, and then we go to D.C., and that should be, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Okay, so that's 11 games in a row that we should win right there. Um, So give or take – Four, let's say that's seven wins right there. Oh, and I was then, say we, I thought it was win four. Uh, that's 11 games we should win. So about four. Oh, no, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but that's not what I was saying. Um, and then the Phillies take a two-day trip to Texas where they should win against the Rangers. They should. They should take both of those games. So now we're up to, let's say, 13 wins. And then you go uh to the Padres. Then you go to the Padres. Uh which Padres aren't as good as everybody thinks they are. I mean they're, nah, they're two not. and a half games. They're not. And so they're down in the dumps right now because they can't catch up to the LA. Uh so I think we take that series. And then the Braves come to town for a three game set. Um and we'll uh hopefully be hot enough to take that one by then. And then the Cardinals come to town. Um which we'll probably lose that series, and then it's the Nationals again. So we'll take that. Since, Ryan, we're gonna we're we're gonna be fine. <laughs> we're, we're gonna be just fine. I don't know what everybody's talking about. <laughs> Never a doubt. Phils are hot. Yeah, we'll be all right. Phils just are as hot. long as Girardi is gone somewhere in that period of time. I'm gonna start tweeting. Feels like a win. You know, yeah. when we come close to winning and still losing, it feels like a win at this point. Like, yeah, at least we didn't get no hit. Yeah, I can't wait for the Phillies to have a no hitter and a perfect game thrown against them in the same season. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to some no name pitcher on the what's the team we play? What's like an what's like a random team like that we the play? Cardinals on the, the Brewers maybe? Just so, so no, because the Brewers are good, dude. We play the Pirates yeah. in August. Some guy out of the Pirates farm system <laughs> is throwing a. <laughs> It's thrown a no-hitter or a perfect game at CBP. It is going to be the worst day of my life. You can book That's it. a four-game series, too, man. It's going to be four in a row. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Can't wait. Oh, this is the life we live, Sam, as Phillies fans. We, have, um, we apparently have the hardest remaining schedule. That's what some guy on the radio with Brace yesterday said, which yeah, makes do. no sense because like a third of our games we played against the Mets and the Dodgers are two of the best teams in baseball and yet our our schedule gets harder i don't understand (laughs) well because look at it i mean i I just spelled it out for you we got the angels and then the brewers back-to-back series right after the giants so we're gonna lose again we're gonna lose the series against the giants but it looks like we might take this one against the giants we'll see i don't know there's no wood in here so i can't can't knock on it uh but here's the thing then you go to the Diamondbacks. Ugh, I don't know. We've always played like shit against the Diamondbacks, haven't we? Um, 
but yeah. who knows? Who knows? I'm ready. I'm ready to stop. I'm, I'm ready to stop talking about the Phillies. Fuck the me Phillies. too. Me too, dude. The Phillies have been disappointing. And hopefully yes. they turn it around in June. They're probably not going to. And that's going to bring June us to the doghouse. Brought to you by Wide Blank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideblankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Blank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. They've got it. Oh, yeah, brother. They got Lay it. beat down. No, uh, Sam, who you got in the doghouse? I have mosquitoes. In the doghouse, um, or bugs in general, and uh, it's story time. I hate bugs. It's story time with Sam once again. So we go to the Everglades National Park in Florida, Southern Florida, and it's it's great. You know, it's uh, it's going really well, and we we're driving down the road, and I hear this this pitter patter on the windshield, and I'm looking around. Not a goddamn cloud in the sky. So I'm like, Seamus, do you hear that? And he's like, yeah, but it doesn't look like it's raining. And I was like, those are bugs. And he said, oh, boy. So good thing that we packed the bug spray uh, because that worked really well. Uh, No, it didn't. Well, you got to spray it on the car. I mean, yeah, but you got to cover your car in bug spray. Obviously, that's not even. That's not even. Dude, you should see our windshield. It's like Christmas lights, but with guts. Of oh, just dude, I'm bad. sure it's. I'm sure it's fucked up. That's a. Di- yeah. That's a different place it's down terrible. there, dude. It's like when when it's the closest conditions to like 300 million years ago when like oh, giant yeah. bugs roamed the earth. Mm-hmm. Like that's Flo- Florida's still that. Yeah, you should have degree. seen some of the crickets that were just lying on the road. I was trying to hit them with the uh, with the RV. I was trying to run them over and a little I crunch was, and dunch. I was doing really well. It was it was uh, we almost killed a turtle, but that was swiftly avoided yo, by your boy. Yo, that might have uh, been the end of the podcast. It might have been because I think I might have been thrown in jail because it was probably one of those endangered ones. Probably an endangered um, turtle. <laughs> But anyways, you should see the picture uh, that I have of like my of my back of just all of the mosquito bites from the Everglades. That was just unbelievable. Like we actually, you know what? You can see it on our TikTok at Glavin Sanity um, where you can follow us along and on our journey to all 30 major league ballparks where we made a pit stop in the Everglades to get absolutely annihilated by things that you can barely see this big. I thought my biggest worries were going to be like, Oh, there's a snake right outside of our fucking RV. No, it's that there's 20 million little bugs that are out to suck my blood and to kill me. So mosquitoes are in the doghouse. Yeah. Or just bugs. Yeah. We can just stick with bugs. Bugs in general, but mosquitoes. It's my least favorite thing about when it becomes summer. Spring summer is like when bugs exist. That's why I was sick going to school in Maine because like the bugs didn't come out till like late. Till late, late. It was tight. And allergy season was later. Mm -hmm. I used to time it up great, dude. Miss allergy season by coming down. But then I come home after allergy season down here. It was real nice. That's dope. That's very cool. You know, now very very cool. Now life is different, Sam. I've got um, I've got Amber Heard in the doghouse. I mean, as you should. 
That's... I mean, she took a shit in Johnny Depp's bed. I mean, that's fucking yeah. that's insane. First of all, I mean, it's um, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's self-explanatory. I mean, she she robbed mm-hmm. me of a Pirates of the Caribbean six. Um, you know, she no robbed. Way. Is that actually true? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, the reason p- part of why part of it is not just that she defamed him, which was part of what had to be proven, but yes. the damages themselves. He sued for fifty million dollars. Were for roles and movies and shit like that that studios back, backed out of because she defamed him. So part of that wow. was kind of proving that. So yeah, I mean, we haven't seen Johnny Depp movies in like almost a decade because of I know. You know, Amber Heard. I mean, now she didn't entirely lie about him being abusive, but they were both. You you can't say like that you were a victim when you both suck. You know what I mean? Like you both suck. You're both bad. You both suck, and you both have to deal with that. All right, and Johnny Depp so did now. Did he get all fifty million dollars? He got fifty million dollars. I don't know how he's gonna get it. I don't know. People are calling her Amber Debt now, which is not really that funny. But that's not funny at all. What the? It's not funny at all. Incredibly artless. Who came Dude, up? Who Twi- came up with that? Some fifty-year-old news anchor? Like either that or like a, a dummy on Twitter. Dude, here's the <laughs> thing, man. I knew we needed a trial to bring us together. As a, yes. as a country, we, we we needed a trial like this where it was just more public intrigue than like any heinous crimes. We've had too many heinous crimes. We just needed kind of like celebrities bickering for a little bit. And we got it for six weeks. Six weeks. That was pretty cool. You say Mikey yeah. Miss came off that shame sheet? Yeah, that was pretty good. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Show. Mike Miss. We can talk about that. Uh, hey, I guess yes, now we should. wrap this. Yes, I mean, do you have should. anything else to add on Amber Heard? Get in the skin of the uh, uh, No, put one in the W column for the uh, for all the men out there, though. That's pretty cool. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, boys. We got that win we've been waiting for. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Just re- it's I, a joke. I, it's a joke. Yeah, obviously, it's a it's joke. joke. So clearly, Holy shit. Everybody so, relax. It's a joke. So, so clearly a joke. <laughs> So obviously, could not be more obvious. But yeah, that'll do it for the doghouse. Brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam, happy days are here. The sun is shining. The rain is gone. The battle's over. The dragon is slain. Mikey misses out at 97.5 The Fanatic. Yesterday was his final day in studio. Final day with Beasley Media Group. And Sam, you know me, buddy. You know me. I was I was the biggest supporter of Mike Missinelli back when we started this podcast in 2019. I would defend him to you on a constant basis because I know you're a WIP guy. So, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. Like, this is a long time coming. You know, it was first, I mean, or way back when in his career, he got fired from WIP, right? Then he started like he started doing his ninety seven five stuff, and then he got big. But he's always been an idiot. Like I, I, I can't, I couldn't listen to him. It was, it was hard. It was hard for me to listen to that guy talk. Like it was really quite difficult. It was strenuous. It was strenuous to my ear holes to listen to that guy speak and talk about sports. Because half the time, he wouldn't even talk about sports. He would just no. talk about what's going on in politics, what's going on in pop culture, which is all fine to you know sprinkle in a little bit. But you're on a sports talk radio show. like, And stop going after people on Twitter that come after you. Just be a fucking professional, dude. Like, just, do you yeah. see anybody 
from WIP going after anybody on Twitter. Like maybe once in a blue moon, like you'll see, you'll see like Howard Eskin or you'll see Glenn Macnow will occasionally, you know, yeah, take somebody's life on Twitter. Yeah, there's responding and dunking on people, but then there's just being constantly replying to people that are clearly trolling you. Yeah. Or like telling, I mean, come on, man. I wrote a joke article about how you stole my cooking show. You say grow yeah. up. Come on, dude. I mean, yeah, A, I grow up. I have a lot of, I do have a lot of growing up to do and the virtue True. that I am a young man. But uh, <laughs> like, come on, buddy. You just got to have the city block. It, you know, it, it, Sam, you're right. It did become more apparent, especially uh, in the later years, that his main issue, his main interests were no longer, were no longer sports. And I was talking to Brace yesterday. And he used to work with Mike back in 97.5, back when he was on the midday, or back when Brace was doing middays right before 2 to 6. And he was like, even then, Miss Anelli would talk about how he was done and how he like wanted to uh, go do stuff with wine in Virginia or like do cook it, do a cooking show. Or like, you know, he would, he would talk about his plans for retirement back, I think, I think Brace left the station in 2015, seven years ago. So this has been in, in the back of his mind. There was a contract dispute, blah, 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 perhaps like blah, blah, blah. It's over. And you know, it was all him too. Like he wanted more, more money. And the station was like, dude, you haven't really been doing us any favors recently. And then he probably got pissy about it. And then that's exactly, that's exactly yeah. what went down. No, yeah, it was exactly definitely like take a pay cut just cause you know, sport, I mean, sports talk radio money ain't what it was. Oh, you're right. Then. No, you're, 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 you're fully like, right. Take a pay cut. He's like, Probably like, no, I would rather just go do something else, which is totally fair. I guess. Which is totally fair. Granted, I mean, look, he's done Sports Talk Radio how many years? He's going gray. Go go live your life. Go enjoy your Husqvarna auto mower. You know, go, go, you know, put everything in the bagster and enjoy your life. Get out of enjoy the city. <laughs> go on to throw at you on the way out. The fuck out of you, you fucking son Get of a fuck. Here. You fucking Piece fuck. Piece of shit. Oh, yeah. horrible. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, was I, was, did I crack a smile? Yes. Did I crack a smile when I saw the news? Absolutely. Did, um, was there a time where I would be like deeply depressed at this news? Not that long ago. I Not would, very long. I yeah. Been, I know you were a big fan. Yeah. I would have been really fucking bummed out. But then it's crazy how now I'm like, ding dong, the witch is dead almost. Right. So, um, I know. But, dude, I mean, have you seen the new lineup for their two to six show with, no. that they're going to roll out? Well, of course, Tyrone. He's earned Tyrone, it. Sure. Tyrone's yeah. great. I mean, I'm not like his biggest fan, but like he's uh, he definitely deserves it. And he's earned um, it. That guy sucks, but he earns it. Yeah. And then hunter brody or broads you probably see him on twitter really i think it's wild to go to the two to six i think he's wild wild i would have thought they would have like shifted down like somebody Mm. and then like maybe gargano or something like that maybe gargano or like yeah i would have broads i feel like would be better like in the mornings maybe but obviously not taking kincaid's place so i guess you know you got to put your talent where you can put them but then ricky bow Ricky Bo, wow! Ricky I did not Bo. see that. I mean, he fits that station perfectly. I mean, like it's just... Ricky Bo third miking. 
the drive yeah. time radio slot, dude. That is going to be the most unlistenable. <laughs> yeah, that's four hours be horrible. If it was Ty and Broads, I could live with it. I could live yeah. with it. But Ricky, but what the fuck is he going to have to talk about other than baseball? Not much. Does I mean, he he's just going to say, other- well, he's just going to say, I mean, unless he's not taking, uh, unless he's leaving his post at uh, NBC. Well, I guess they're the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's probably yeah, why they the have thing. him in there. Yeah. So then they continue to do the simulcast. Well, then have he's NBC just gonna, sports talent. He's just going to keep saying the same thing over and over and over again. Like he'll just recap the Phillies game just exactly like he did on television. Like, yeah. And then no. do it again. Like that doesn't I'm, make any sense. I'm not looking. And what sucks is he's going to be doing it from the NBC Sports studio. Ew, so they're going to be there's going to be two people at the Beasley Studios. It's going to be Ty yeah. and. And Broads at 97.5. And then they got their third guy remote. I don't fuck with that at all. That's so weird. I don't like that. I understand we do a show remote, but it's not like it. And I guess the Pat McAfee show does it like that, too. Obviously, this is not all remote. Like, we're usually all remote. Like, either do it all together or do it all remote. Like, that's not like. And it like we're dudes with mics and computers. Like, this is a, you know, like Ricky Bo can drive to Val Kenwood. Like, yeah, yeah, right. That's what I thought. I thought their I thought their thing was about Kenwood. Yeah, something like that. Far. That's where Take they all train, are. Idiot. Like what, dude? I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, not very accessible. Not very accessible by public train. I mean, you can get the bus there, but train. Oh, really? Oh, train. No train to Bal Kenwood, dude. It's fucked. Septa is in shambles. I need to be in charge of Septa. Yes. If sports, if sports shit doesn't work out, man, I'm gonna become a Septa administrator. And I'm gonna fix the go. city. I'm gonna fit. I'm gonna get everyone to and from work without a car, and they're gonna fucking love it. It's gonna be clean. Yeah. You know, to be fair, um, we've we had a we had a really really great experience with the metro in DC, and that is the metro great, in DC is great. That's a great system, and um, we just experienced that. That was pretty cool. So we need to take a page. I don't say this often, but we need to take a t- take a page out of uh, DC's book. Mm. Uh, I don't think a whole lot of people say that too often, but bit <laughs> about the DC Metro um, when they were building it while JFK was in office, Jackie Onassis didn't want the Metro to extend into Georgetown uh, because she's, she's racist. Uh. And, <laughs> so now if you live in Georgetown, you have to get the bus to go to parts of DC. They have like the circulator bus that now exists, but they didn't build the Metro there because they didn't want to make it easy for the riffraff, both the poor's, and the minorities, which in DC, of course, uh, is, uh, is, is both thing. is mostly yeah. both. Uh, you yeah. know, that's kind of the way they have it going. It's kind of the way we have it going. It's kind of the way. Hey, uh, screw Philly sports. Go. This is now a train podcast, and we're going to get trains, fr- planes, yeah. and automobiles podcast. Yes, and this we're is- going to get Francis Bourgeois on here because he is my favorite Instagram account ever. Uh, have you do you follow that guy? Oh He's yeah, oh yeah, funny. dude. Dude, I was actually no blessed with um, a comment on my most recent Instagram uh, that was about, uh, you know, it was just like me standing in the subway station and somebody commented just tagging him. And I was just like, that's, that's awesome. You know, that's high praise. It's uh, just to be mentioned in a, you know, in a typed Instagram comment alongside mm-hmm. one of the greats of train spotting is truly. That guy never fails to brighten my day. Never. Dude, he's. It's dude, just. It's just so wholesome. <laughs> oh, I mean, sh- do- does he like laugh like an inbred Duke? 
Absolutely. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> it's great. But that's fine. It's if anything, it's it's preferred. Yeah. This is great. We haven't talked about. I mean, sports if you're gonna get. If, yeah, I know. If you're gonna, get, I'll say this one last thing. If you're gonna, and we're get not going to. We're not talking about anything. If you're gonna get excited about trains, you got to do it like that because it just is. We, you got to do it with weird because it's already weird to get excited about trains, right? So you, you just got to make more it more cool. weird and just sandwich it all together. And that's and that's it. That's all you got to do. That's mm. perfectly fine. That guy rocks. I love that guy. No question. <laughs> that guy rocks. So I guess we could talk a little bit about the uh, Sixers trade that went down today. I mean, if you want oh, to talk yeah. about play sports. Yeah. I don't really know what it means, so you might have yeah, to. Not, yeah, not really trade. It's, it's the pick that we already traded to the Nets in that Ben Simmons transaction. But it was they had they basically had an option for either take the take our pick this year or take our pick next year, and they're taking our pick next year. Um, so we will have the twenty third overall pick in the NBA draft this coming summer. Um, ah, fuck it! Like we're not going to do anything with that no. worthwhile. We're not going to get another Tyrese Maxey. We're not going to get nope. We'll probably get a Matisse Thybulle type guy that can do one thing well, and. Um, you know, everyone will lose their mind over it until they'll now look at him. He's 26 and it, we, we live in dark times, right? We, we really do. We, we just know. live in dark times and James G just said exactly what I was going to say. It's going to be somebody that can shoot the three ball and then, um, well, we'll probably trade him for somebody worse. And then, uh, <laughs> um, you know, it's just it's just how the uh, it's just how the cookie's been crumbling recently. James, I'm going to add something. I'm going to I'm fine with a wing that can shoot, but I need one that can dribble and shoot. OK, I need one. No, that can, actually, I need too much one that can dribble and shoot. It doesn't have to be in the draft. It, it We're going to need what it's like that triangle yeah that's two separate players you're talking about right now it's like right? the hierarchy of needs it's like you gotta this is horrendous news this is re... <laughs> it's really tough dude it's really tough brace tried to talk to me about oh, six years today i was like no nah, i can't even i don't even want to do this i don't even want to do it. it's depressing man we, especially now you take a look at the the celtics and the warriors two teams that have never tanked or at least not in the last 20 years and they're in the there in the finals, there's Jason Tatum in the finals. Marcus Smart in the finals. It's <sighs> tough. It's, it's tough. really, really brutal to even. It's not fun. I know. I know. There are the jokes that people make about Jason Tatum being only 19, but Jason Tatum is only 24. Like we're fucked for the next like 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Did you see him? Hey, uh, Phillies won. Nice. Oh, oh so they yeah, didn't I'm get swept they... for the second series in a row. They took one. Ah, snatched. No, I actually fucked, my Giants. Wanna, I do want to get your thoughts here. Okay, sorry. Um, tangentially related to sports. Uh, this Jock Peterson, Tommy Fam fantasy football situation. Have you seen anything about yeah, this? Yeah, I have. I haven't done what? extensive research into it, but somehow Mike Trout, I saw, just got roped into it today. He's the commissioner because, of the league because he was the commish. And uh, I think Tommy Pham said that, like, Mike Trout is like a piece of shit. For, he like, said he's a terrible commissioner. He's a terrible and that he, like, commissioner. He needs to figure like, it out. 
there's too much money in the balance and Mike Trout's the guy with all the money, which is hilarious because he does have like the most money out of all of those guys. And so he's handling the money and it's just hilarious that like, why, like, why bring it? Why bring, like that guy is never in the media. Mike Trout is literally never in the media. One, because he plays for the angels Two because he's a pretty smart guy. He's pretty low key. I mean, He's just a gritty kind of guy who wants to go out there and play baseball every day. He's a Philly guy. He's a Philly guy. Yeah. And just wants to go out there and play baseball. And he plays for the Angels, so nobody gives a shit about him anymore except for when he is the best player in baseball. And he's he still is the best player in baseball, but he stays out of the media. Like, I don't – until apparently a fantasy – like, a fantasy league is really going to bring Mike Trout out of the woodwork. Dude, like, he's not going to say anything about this. He actually was me? asked about it and did respond. Really? Um, oh, he man. said that – uh he like heard about the incident and then uh, he's not considering resigning. And he said, quote, every commissioner <laughs> I know gets booed, which is honestly like a pretty sick response out of Trout. That is I didn't the know the best response. And that is why like Mike, Tr- I-, I love Mike Trout. I didn't know he had that in him. I didn't know he had that. He in wouldn't him. Because he just doesn't, he doesn't appear anywhere. Like this doesn't do anything except play baseball. How do you smack a guy for sending gifts about your shitty baseball team? Like, like he's like, he insulted the Padres. I'm like, dude, you're on the Reds now. The Padres didn't want you. Like, what are you doing, you fucking loser? And I understand it happened while he was on the Padres, but it was like years ago now. It was like a year it's plus such ago. A weird thing. Like, I don't know how it escalated. I don't know how it got even. I guess they were just chit chatting in the outfield about fantasy football, and then it just no. He just came. He he came in with a plan, dude. He came in. He came in with a plan. He was pissed at him already, and then he just fucking he was gunning for him. What a weird thing! What a freak! Like that's freak behavior. Because you know, first off, that this guy, like who, like Tommy Pham, was went up to whoever was starting that day. He's like, "Yo, you got to plunk this guy for me." And the, the whoever was pitching was like, "No, like that's that's freakish. Like why? I don't even think Jock Peterson was playing in that, that game. I don't even think he was playing in that game. It doesn't matter. I mean, you, you can still go up to the pitcher and be like, "Hey, you got to plunk this guy." And then the pitcher, obviously, whoever was pitching that day. Was like no, but no. The guy that he would have plunked was not playing. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, no, he was there. I, obviously, right. I haven't done nearly enough research into this. But oh, I, dude, <laughs> it's been the last twenty four hours has been pretty much this. <laughs> My life has been just seeing shit about this. Like, I hate that it's in the news longer than some other things. Like, I'm like the fact really that this stink. is taking up so much of my fucking time. Yeah, but even in the national conversation, I'm like, I understand this is a weird story, and the only thing interesting about baseball is stuff that happens not on the field, but <laughs> obviously that's not true. Just let like, it, I was just going to let it roll. How <laughs> often do people like, talk about a home run for two days? You know? Not very. Yeah, I get you. How, oh, like, how often is something that happens on the field in the news this long, really in any game, really in any sure. sport, other yeah. than like a LeBron James block from behind in the finals in game seven plays. Right. Or like, like a Machado, like throw across the body, like while you're moving into the, yeah, dugout, stuff like, or like a dirty face. play. Yeah. Like yeah. this is just like the most interesting thing that's happened outside of like just the general flow of the game. It's crazy. It's usually fights. It's usually stuff like this. And yeah. it's just like, 
come on, Tommy. What are you doing, bro? You, yeah. And also, my biggest issue, you slapped the guy. Right? Like, you didn't you even s- just sock him? Like, you come on. Slapped him, uh, you slapped a man. Yeah. You're a man slapping a man. Which is crazy town. What is this? Like, the war room in World War II Britain, and they're trying to, like, get a hold of, get a hold of yourself, man. Like, this is not, this is not at all. Pull it together, soldier. Pull it together, soldier. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not that. It's like, he bitch slapped. <laughs> he bitch slapped him over fantasy football. I don't so care how much money's on the line. So weird. I get, ugh. they wouldn't get in trouble. I mean, it's because it's not their sport, right? That's why they're allowed to, to oh, yeah. do fa- Yeah, that's I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure NFL players play fantasy football. No, they don't. Yeah, do it's they not really? gambling or anything? How I guess. is that not? How is that allowed? That's crazy. Because yeah, it's because it's not like you're not taking money from a casino. You're like, I, you know, I guess it's not I, like you're yeah. gambling on the outcomes of games, huh? Like guy, like and guys, like they draft themselves and like you know that you 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 want to score a point. It's not like you. You're you're not shaving points. You're not betting on an yeah. under, right? Because it's you don't like, want right. There's exactly. no way for you to tank and then succeed. Mm-hmm. I got you. Okay, so it's that just an incentive to sense. play harder. I think you should let athletes bet on games, but only bet the over, and only bet on themselves to win. I, I feel like I'm, that should be allowed. Yeah. I feel like that then, should be allowed too. Because yeah. then that'll help guys that don't have a lot of money bet on themselves literally bet on themselves literally bet on yourself yeah like bet your game check that you're gonna hit over on your receiving yard (laughs) i'm in i'm in i am fully in well with then ah yeah well then you'll get that asshole who will like break the rules and stuff and make some money and that fucks franchises over then why do anything that's a lot of money to be putting in the balance there we're not just talking about fantasy football anymore there's risk there's risk you know then why do anything <laughs> this is life you know sometimes you got to spend money to make money sure why not Man, i mean that do in the we, most uh, literal sense <laughs> yeah yeah do we uh do we want to chat about the birds i mean there's not really much going on there right it's no there's fucking I'm, nothing i i don't care like I'm oh. super excited I, yeah yeah they're fucking just, good man i'm really excited they're really good i'll tell you this though about the birds um, Jalen Hurts. That's it. Yes, that's it. Love that's that. all I have to say for the rest of the thing. If he's good, we're we guy. are winning thirteen plus games. If he's yes. bad, we're winning seven. That's it. Yeah, that's all I can say about the Eagles from now. And that's all you really need to be. That's all that really needs to be said because yep. it all. Howie Roseman. We said this time and time again for like the past three shows. Howie Roseman throughout the off season was sending a message to Jalen Hurts saying, it's up to you now, big guy. Like, I did literally everything. Howie Roseman has done literally everything he he could for Jalen Hurts. He didn't do that for Carson Wentz, I don't think. Yeah, no, no. I mean, they went and got him like who – they went and got Carson Wentz to Sean Jackson. Yes. Which was a good get at the time, but uh-huh. see how that panned out. Yeah. Another guy, Mike Wallace, that was an injury. Marquise Goodwin, that was an injury. Um, yep. They signed and a lot that, of well, over the Marquise hill guys. Goodwin was uh, Goodwin didn't even play because of COVID, right? He opted oh, out. That's what it was. It yeah. wasn't even an injury. He just mm-hmm. opted out. 
Yeah, you have to. Which have, I get. Wild. I get. Which you know, you okay. got during that time. Son. Yes, that was that was that was okay. That was it, we had no fucking idea what was going on. We were like three no. months into this whole thing. People were still yeah. washing their groceries. Like, yeah, that was hilarious. Like, so I got. I understood it then. I mean, obviously now knowing what we know, who knows? But yeah, either way, yeah. dude. Fun little tidbit though. You can read about it on the LibertyLine.com. A little post I got up right before going live, actually, was uh, Jeffrey Lurie's son has officially been nepotized into the organization. He has a title in an office now, which is very exciting. What's his what's his job? I don't even know, but he has. Damn, he has one. He's been he's been unofficially linked to the team for a long time. Obviously went down to the senior bowl. Was chilling there with Howie Roseman and analysts, right? Yeah, yeah, like some shit like that. But um, honestly, he's now in his late twenties. I wish they got him in the door earlier. Um, yeah, you know, I agree. obviously, I'm not like uh, I'm I'm not one of those guys. that's just like, oh, you know, you got to like work, or I don't fucking know what I'm trying to say. I'm just not one of those guys that is negative about things like this. Get the kid in the fucking building as often as possible. Get him on the payroll. Have him have responsibility because guess what? How or Jeffrey? You know what, Jeffrey? If if you hand your kid the keys at any given point, he's gonna need to know how to fucking drive. And this is perfect. This is perfect. If he didn't know, or if if, you know, when that day comes, I don't want us to be asleep at the wheel like the New York Giants. Okay. Yeah. I also don't want Jeff Lurie not having confidence in his son and handing over the keys when he starts to have a casual relationship with reality in the same way that Jerry Jones does. You know yes. what I mean? I'm, I'm with saying you. that as politely as possible. But- yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I, I think, I don't think you could have been any more subtle. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was good. That was, that was good. Uh, no, I agree. I don't, there's no problem with going into the family business, right? Nothing like at all. That's, I mean, it's some like the point of the family business, like it's family, like it's family business. I mean, is it a multi-billion dollar corporation? Yes, but he's been around it for long enough. And you know what? If he's going to take over the reins someday, then you're right. He better know how to fucking yeah. drive. Yeah, like so, this is this is this is private ownership. This isn't a public enterprise. Like no. this is fuck it. Like yeah, have him I wouldn't have cared if they had him clean in the locker room and had him on the payroll of 14. I would not give a shit. (laughs) I wouldn't care about that either. I actually would have loved that. I thought that that would actually be tight as fuck, but you know, like it's like me and Shane was working in the warehouse when we're fucking 12 years old for a city. Exactly. Right. It's (laughs) it's exactly what it is. Exactly. Right. Except we didn't get paid. (laughs) That's okay. Good times. We get paid now, which is cool. That's all that matters. Yeah. Get paid now, which is fine. But yeah, go birds. I'm I'm loving I'm loving the how the roster is looking. I'm loving how the schedule is looking. I love how easy it looks. Um, it's way easier than the Philly schedule. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm having a great time, and I'm having a great time doing this right now. I know the uh, the we're gonna be shifting and doing a little dance once a week, you know, because of our uh, our travels, but. It's uh, I'm having a great time, and I'm really glad that we're still able to uh, able to do the show, even if Hell it's just talking yeah. about the Phillies. So, yeah. Now, man. Sam, you mentioned a manatee. I did mention a manatee. 
at the beginning of the the, show. This is the best way to close the show. This is right before we went live, and I wanted to hear about it, but I said, don't do the show before the show. You're right. So if you stuck around with us. We went on a a boat tour, right? And uh, we saw the ins and outs of the the canal. And you uh, you can actually go and check out this video right now that I look look at it. It's uh, at Glavin Sanity on TikTok, and it's our most recent Everglades um, Everglades National Park vlog. And uh, we've actually uh, we, we've we've acquired quite a following on uh, on that account. We've we've got close to fifty thousand followers on there, and um, we've one of the video, one of the videos has two point five million. 2.5 million views. It's the Nats, the Nationals ballpark review, which is pretty cool. But anyways, we're on this boat tour, and uh, it's, it's so funny because there's this little Asian lady that was uh, sitting next to us the whole time, and her um, her significant other was not Asian, and but was able to speak with her because she didn't speak any English. Um, was able to speak, um, I don't know, I think it was Korean, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> anyways um so she just screams something like gibberish and then everybody's like what the hell is going on and we look over the boat and she's pointing at this massive aquatic mammal who is <laughs> in the just do it he did a little a little, a little belly flop or a little somersault, you know, a barrel roll. As He's just you, peeping. Uh, as you may say, yeah. He was just like, "What up, players?" And then <laughs> just kind of little drive by. What's up? Yeah, and then just took on? off and kept going. But um, Shaman said that there was moss on on the uh, on the manatee, but we quickly um, amended that statement to that there was maybe some algae uh, on on him that we got to see, which is which is, I think is the correct terminology. But that it was a be. big. Fucking thing, man! Like it was huge. Yeah, dude. It was about. It was like half the length of the boat. Like, it was dude, massive. Man, was sick. And he was fat, and it was really, really cool to see. So I didn't get to see his face, though. I kind of just saw like the the belly and then the tail end, and then we then he kind of. That's just such kept, a shame because then you could go back on. later in life and try and reconnect, but without that, without that like imprint with eye contact, you know. I know it stinks, but maybe it could have thought it was you were its mother and. <laughs> Well, he, I don't. I, I think he was, uh, or he or she was pretty fully grown at that point. So I know, nah, dude. They cool. get even. No, that's a that's a bait. <laughs> They're like the fucking Ooh, elephants. It's like um, Benjamin Benjamin Button, like kind of thing. They, like they, they just shrink as they get older. <laughs> sad. They, yeah, um, yeah. Who am I to assume um, what? Uh, how that walrus identifies. I mean, I don't, I don't walrus. You've already, you've already wa- walrus, uh, manatee. <laughs> manatee, my bad. Or whatever they call them these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a good way to end the show. Don't you think? Yes, yeah, sir. Let's uh, thank you so much, everybody for listening to this edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. My name is Sam Clavin. You can follow me at Sam Clavin 06 on Twitter. And of course, my fellow wartime consigliere at Ryan Conway at Ryan Conway 76 and our illustrious producer, Seamus G at shamelessly SG. Or check out the libertyline.com, all those cool blog posts that Ryan keeps talking about. Um, they do a great job over there. And um, check out all of our social medias at Wolves Abroad ST on literally everything, everything social media. We've got it. Uh, Why Playing Floor Supply? Big shout out to them. Um, just, just a great company. And Seamus G, close this down.